0: All right, so I want to thank you both, because I had an absolute shit day at the office today, and I was playing catch-up on your podcast, so you were keeping me company with like great conversation and wonderful guests the movies I love all day long. Uh, so, so thank you for steadying me on a uh, crummy day in corporate Canada. That's
1: so nice, thank you for listening. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much. I,
0: I had to do a little bit of homework, because I'm like, I can't sit down and know Nothing, because it's going to seem absolutely terrible. (laughs) Welcome to wherever you are. You're listening to episode number two of Wicked Little Town, the matinee cast dispatches uh, from TIFF. The 43rd annual Toronto International Film Festival happening right now in Toronto, Canada. And uh, I have two guests that I'm really excited for because for the second time in two shows, I'm meeting people at TIFF, which is part of the part of the allure. You can meet great people, just start talking to people, start tweeting with people. Um, they are the co-hosts of a badass podcast that you should absolutely be listening to. It's We Really Like Her, a podcast dedicated to women in the film, um, directors, writers, actors, you name it. Um, and uh, they are both amazing hosts and gracious guests because they just agreed to come on my show with uh, very little notice. Um, on my left is Emily Gagne. On my right, Danita Steinberg. Hi, folks. How are you? Hello.
2: Hi. Good. How are you?
0: I'm, uh, I'm much better now that my work day is over. I got a, I got a night free from the festival. So we were saying off mic that it's kind of important to keep in these little gaps and I'm enjoying the gap today.
2: It sounds nice to like see movies constantly but like you need a, you need a little bit of a break like, yes. from sitting in the dark. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Although that's
1: what I like to do most of us. <laughs> I know. I was going to say
0: yeah, as I call it Wednesday. Yes. Right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I know. It's like when you have a choice we go to the movies but when you have to go to all the movies you're like I can't believe I'm going to the movies again. Yeah. What do you
0: do with your vacation time? I'm going to the movies. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, for about like, how are? I'm gonna start with you. How's your festival going? Um, Where it's day today, it's day seven. We're pe- like we're well past the halfway point. Yeah. Um, how are you approaching it? How many are you seeing? How's it going? Well, right now I've only
2: seen about five, but I'm seeing like uh, maybe like seven more over the course of the rest of the week. So nice. I'm uh, I'm I'm busy, but it's 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 tough because I I have a day job and it's in the film industry, so. I don't get to take time off a TIP, like, that's my time to be on, but I'm also a film fan, so I want to go to film, so I, like, try every year to make it work, but it's always a struggle, and, like, after we went to see Halloween uh, at the midnight showing on Saturday, mm-hmm. and I had, like, the biggest event of my, like, company's year the next day, so, like, I was very tired, but I, uh, I survived, and, uh, I think, like, my love of movies is always what drives me, and, like, when I see a great movie it's like off with it so unfortunately I don't know that I've seen like the most incredible movie yet like I'm waiting for my favourite I'm not okay. sure what that's going to be okay. but I feel like I've seen like good stuff but nothing that's like blown my mind okay. yet
0: okay
1: so
0: um, and yours?
1: Um, yeah I've seen I've seen I think like 11 or 12 at this point that's um, a good start and then I sure. have I think like 7 or 8 more um, so I'm yeah like i have more behind me than ahead of me right right (laughs) Um, But yeah it's been pretty good i i've seen a couple things i've really really liked i don't know if you want to get into it yet or um but yeah, it's been really fun. Like we've met some like very nice like out of town people, which has been fun. Some like it's cool, right? some like film Twitter people. Yeah. Um, and we're like trying to get out more, like not just go to movies, but actually like talk to people that yeah. are in each other. That are not each other. Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> that's that's been the funny evolution for me over the years. Is it used to just be about the movies, uh, either myself or a few friends or my wife, uh, and then when I became friends with other film goers there became this whole social part of the festival, like not even going to events, like not even go to parties or go to network uh, functions and that kind of thing, but just walking up John Street and, oh, look, there's three people I know sitting yeah. at a table at this bar over here, and they're like, hey, sit down and just have a drink, and what you think is going to be a gap where you can eat or write or read or recoup becomes, oh, no, well, now we're going to drink and, and you know, hang out, yeah. um, which is not so bad. Um, I wanted to start by plugging something and kind of touching on it a little bit. Um, you both put up recently an episode where you talked with um, Carolina Houseguard yeah. from Enzite. So um, we're going to talk about Enzite for a moment or two, but for the love of God, go to We Really Like Her and listen to that episode because you guys bring up some amazing stuff that's in this movie. Um, I got the feeling that you both liked it. Yeah, I think
2: we liked it. The thing that I'll say is that like I'm not a zombie movie person. We're both horror movie people, Like we love horror movies so much, but zombies are like not my thing. They've like, okay. never been. Okay. So, but this at least gave me the angle of like women doing my, like jobs, so I, I like that part of it. And I mean, it wasn't my favorite movie the festival or anything, no, but no, no, I, no. I think that like, it was a really well-made movie. I think like I was so excited to talk to Carolina because um, she just made like a really beautiful-looking movie. Um, that wasn't, like, these, like, really dull other zombie movies that I think have really turned me off the genre. Like, even The Walking Dead, like, I don't like that show at all. Yeah, and I can't get yeah. into it because I just feel like it's so, like, end of the world. So gray. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: and I, like, I don't know if that's, like, realistic. Sure, stuff is going to be decrepit, but there's going to be beauty still. Like, if nature's still so functioning, like, it's going to look so beautiful. Yeah. And I think that's what she did with this movie is she, like, highlighted beautiful things in the midst of, like, the bad things that
0: and she brings up in your show. She brings up like she has a fascination with a certain story in a certain part of the world. Yeah, um, and that was kind of what inspired it. And it's you know it's it's not exactly like a small story. It's something that a lot of people know about, but you wouldn't think, oh hey, there's a movie here. It's probably a zombie movie. Here. Yeah. Um, so I I mean. Yeah, same. I, I, I liked it. I didn't love it. It's not the kind of thing that I think is going to turn the genre on its head or anything, but it certainly did um, some things I hadn't seen before, approach the story from a new angle, um, you know, certainly give the women the stage more of that movie yeah. than usually you get in a zombie movie, yeah. aside from being the final girl at the end of it. Yeah. Um, what did
1: you think? Yeah, I liked it too. Again, it wasn't my favorite thing, but um, I liked it, and I definitely—I'm such a sucker. Like, I like anything way more after I talk to the director about it. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so it was just really, really cool to like, get to interview her, and I think I think she has like cool things coming the, up. The
0: whole crew was um, waiting outside of the. Um, Scotia Bank Theater. When I was waiting to get in, and they were all just all tither that there was yeah. like a lineup for the movie. Like, you all here to see it? They were like taking pictures. They were so happy. I, I talked. That. Yeah, I talked to the director. I talked to the writer. I was like, oh, nice to meet you all. Looking forward to seeing your yeah. movie. Um, it's yeah, it, it's a really good it's a really good selection. I think I'd seen Discovery, right? I think
2: that one. I think so. So yeah.
0: it's if nothing else, it introduced me to some new storytellers. Uh, you, you guys were talking to her about. Um, her next project, which she's already working on in Spain. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking in my head, well, now I'm going to look for that. Yeah. Um, what What else have you guys been seeing that uh, that's stuck out for you? So to be, to be that.
1: Um, yeah. Last night I saw Stella Maggie's The Weeknd.
0: Oh, I'm so looking forward <laughs> to that.
1: <laughs> which I loved. I love her movies. Um, Gina Joneses was literally like my favorite uh, a couple years ago.
0: It's a great. Movie. And
1: everything, everything is great. And this just like adds to her catalog. Like she can do no wrong. She's just so great.
0: Tell people what it's about, because I don't think a lot of people are familiar with you.
2: Yeah, it's just
1: it's it's just about a week like it's literally about a weekend. <laughs> uh the stand-up comedian played by Sashir Zamada um goes up to her mom's like Airbnb with her ex-boyfriend and his current girlfriend. And they just like hang out for the weekend, and there's like a guy also staying there, so there's a love interest. And, okay, okay. Yeah, it's it's just sort of a very uh, meandering kind of talking like hanging out movie. Hanging out movie, but it's just funny and charming, and it's and it's a true romantic comedy, which is great. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: director of color, of course, making films like Gina the Joneses. They actually bring up the point that usually when it's films um, yeah. featuring cast of color. It's either misery porn or, totally. or slavery stories. Yeah, so just a modern story with a cast of color. Well I
1: saw yeah, I saw a tweet last night that was like Stella Maggie's The Weekend is like a movie that white people get to make all the time. Just yeah. like a pointless movie with people talking. Yeah. So it was so refreshing. it's really
0: cool. Yeah. Um
1: and it was just so funny and charming and um, it was great. Yeah. I,
0: yeah, that's my What's it? It's Wednesday, that's that's my Thursday night. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to it. I'm uh I kinda wanna ask her because in Gina the Jones um, her family keeps referring to her as a spindrift. Is say you look like a spindrift? And I actually tweeted at Stella Maggie yeah. after that, I was like, but what is a spindrift? Yeah. And she's like, I don't know. She's it's like so it's good. apparently was a term her family threw around. Oh, well, really? So I'm kind of hoping that she found out what it actually is because I do want to ask. Her. Right, you
1: can follow up with her. That's what I'm
0: saying. I'm like it's been two years. Yeah. I wanna I wanna find out what a spin drift is. Um, Emily, what, what about you? What have you seen that's, that stuck, that's out? stuck out? I,
2: I enjoyed yeah. Firecrackers, um, which is Canadian okay. film, um, and uh, by a first-time director. And uh, I think she's done a short film. But I think this is her first feature. Okay. And uh, uh, she like it's just, it's just a, another movie starring two women. Um, one is Karina Evans, who is a, now a director. She's directed a bunch of Drake videos, and she's like really blowing up. But she's really great in this. Um, And it's just—it's very stylized in a way that we don't always expect from a Canadian film. Like it looks like to me, like a more like a Sean Baker kind of movie, like like a Tangerine or something, the way that it's shot. Or like I think a lot of people are comparing it to American Honey, which I actually never saw, but but I could see—I could see like that kind of. um, cinematography and lighting like similar okay. um, it is a little bit shaky cam like which is like part of that genre I think but I uh, which made me feel a little sick but that's just my personal <laughs> I thing.
0: Think it's a lot of people
2: Yes, yes. But I think it adds to the story. It's like very like in the moment and uh, the actresses were really great and like it's not a perfect story there was a few elements that I had problems with uh, that I can't say because it was for all the movie but I think like it was just really cool to see this like very like uh, very passionate story about women and women's drives and women's fears and women's insecurities um, on screen and like in a way that was like not um, neutered you know like that wasn't that wasn't really bland because I think that sometimes we don't always take as many chances and I feel like she like really just put it all on screen so um, um i like
0: that we jump past it but really quickly like in like a few sentences tell people what tire parker's oh past. yeah
2: so it's basically about these two um. girls that live um it's i guess supposed to be ontario and they're teenage girls and they are uh, not very really happy with their situation like one of them their mom is like not around she's just a bit of a drunk and has a very young boyfriend the other one like lives in a motel and they want to leave town so they're trying to find a way out so the whole movie is about them finding a way out
0: um, um it's kind of it's kind of funny because I remember I remember uh, part of my uh, company with you both listening to your podcast today, uh, when you were talking about um, stories we tell, yeah. there's a conversation about Canadian film, yeah. and how a lot of Canadian film goers kind of see that as eating their vegetables, like, yeah. oh man, it's going to be this and that. The one thing I kind of like when you're at with Canadian film, which is sort of making me curious about with Firecracker, is the technology has jumped in leaps and bounds you can actually make a very handsome movie now with some very you know easy equipment whereas for the longest time trying to shoot on film trying to shoot with lights a lot of everything up to like early 90s and even late 90s canadian film looked really flat and looked had that kind of canadian look to it i kind of feel like our um our toolbox our paint box is catching up with our storytelling so Trying to get somebody to go see something like Firecracker yeah. now, and you tell me that it's got this much more glossy, um, elegant look to it. Yeah. I, I, I think that's coming more emblematic. of not just Canadian film, but independent film on the whole.
2: Totally, totally. I just think that if somebody sees this, they might not say that it's Canadian right away. And they. That's just, good. Well, I mean,
0: that's it, I said
2: no, that's it's not, not good. It's not good. Like, no. But like, I think. Um, I just think that it's it's a great movie that will cross. Borders, which will make people want to see more Canadian films. But I think that's been happening a lot, like Xavier Dolan, Sean Valet, like all of these these big directors. Unfortunately, a lot of them are male uh, yes. that are making these these films that are like maybe a little more artful is the word that I would use. Like they, um, you know, are taking chances visually uh, and impressing people. So then I think like that's opening doors for other people. And there also there's a lot more opportunities, grants, um, you know, uh, fellowships and things for women. So like I really think like there's going to be a whole new Gave. I mean, Stella Mackey is a is a Canadian too, yeah. um, and so I think I'm just excited to see what the women of this country start turning out because there's so many
1: stories that are like you know Sarah Polly was saying yeah. like untold stories to tell. I think so. people are finally getting excited about going to see Canadian films, like me included. Um, last year at the festival, Meditation Park by Mina Shum was literal or Shum, Shum? Shum. Mina Shum um, was literally probably like my favorite of the year, and I've just been getting more and more excited about Canadian filmmakers, so, you know, we went and saw Meltpiece last week and it was so good, Patricia Rosema is just like on the top of her game. Um, and I haven't seen it, but Falls Around Her is supposed to be amazing. Mm, yeah, um, I've heard that. I've heard that one too. Yeah, so there's like these really great, and like The Grizzlies is another one. There's all these like great yeah, Canadian, yeah, Canadian movies. Uh, those are all by women too. Yeah, I,
0: to women. I, I think one of the good things about this push to, and we'll we'll kind of come back to to the whole share her journey and the push for more voices and, yeah. and to to be included in the storytelling is. There's a wealth of talent that's now going to be, if, if it's young talent, incubated, or if it's established talent, again, given a bigger platform, and we'll all be the better for it. Um, and, and that's it's kind of my hope, is that we're going to get more storytellers like Stole um, that we that we get in Canada, because even just getting Canadians to see Canadian film. Male or female, it's hard, but certainly, you know, female, it's it's like name four Canadian directors and you'll hear them go down the usual Adam McGuire and David Cronenberg, you know, that kind of thing. I saw um, I saw one of the only midnight movies directed by a woman. Um, I saw the wind. Oh, uh, well, we're seeing tour.
1: that tomorrow, right? Yeah. So
0: I won't I won't tell you too much about it specifically. Um, but it's a it's kind of a frontier western um, where um, some settlers are kind of haunted by this evil presence and it is directed by Emma Tanney. Really, really handsome movie. Really handsome movie. Um, Good, I was was saying to uh, Emily earlier, it's really good neo Western. Like, there's kind of been this slow trickle of stories like Meeks Cut Off yeah. and, and those. The
1: Keeping Room. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. The Keeping Room. That was my favorite of the festival nice. years <laughs> nice. ago. Nice. But even something like The Homesman. Like, there yes. are these sort of Western stories. Yeah,
0: that, that are, you know. The female bed, which
1: yes, is so great. Right. Not,
0: not black hat, white yeah. hat Westerns. Yeah. But, like, set on the frontier that still have, like, really high stakes to mm-hmm. them. Um, you know, it's, it's a kind of. It comes up in this movie. It's the, it was the kind of life where a, a fever could be like could be right. life or death. Now it's like that oh, just take some Tylenol all. You're fine. Yeah. Back then, a fever was like, oh shoot, you know, yeah, mom yeah, gonna yeah. go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. What I mean, like the thing that I liked about it was it was it was, it was not a typical midnight movie. Like Midnight Madness over the years has yeah. been either. Um, you know, Asian action or slasher or you know, final girl type movies. Um, so it was a different type of story for yeah. that program. And you know, we want to talk about female filmmakers, it's also been a ghost town. Yeah. Um, I, I, I did yeah a, I did a count. I, I actually did a head count. Okay. Of the last ten years, last ten tips. Yeah. How many female directed films do you think have played Midnight?
2: I'm missing eight. I'm
0: going to say five. Uh, you're both close. It's six. Six. Out of somewhere in the neighborhood of 100.
2: Yeah.
0: And it's not to say that female filmmakers aren't making genre films, because lord knows they are. Yeah. It's just it's a program that's doing other things, Yeah. Right?
1: The wind sort of strikes me as something that would have played at Vanguard, which RIP, that was my favorite program. I'm you so, too? I'm bereft. I'm up
0: Vanguard. Oh, it's so good. All the Love best stuff. So
1: All much. the best stuff. Just like weird, bizarre, spooky, creepy stuff. Mm-hmm. Dark, just like bleak and dark, which yeah. is my, which I was aware of. Yeah, than. I remember
0: um, yeah. Colin Geddes used to describe it as your older sister's record collection. Yeah. And, cool. You know, which, and that's exactly what it was. If you went to Midnight and you had outgrown. The bloody slasher movies or the jump scare movies, and you want to see something still dark, still weird, maybe a little yeah. bit quieter.
2: Yeah. Vanguard
0: and tip, unfortunately, just let it go. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I, I really enjoyed the wind. Um, and it's does something really cool. Uh, the, I don't. I wasn't familiar with anybody in the cast, but they're all amazing. The um, the main protagonist is, is the wife one of the two homes and it, the, the whole movie just kind of lives and dies on her. Um, so i should actually be kind of curious to hear what you yeah what we're
1: are. well our, uh, now, our that friend, I stoke, now that I really <laughs> stoke it up our friend Crystal raved about it said we love it so um, we're excited it's one of my like top like top anticipated we just like we're not doing as many midnight movies just because like it's just a lot we're, we're old. old we're too old and,
2: <laughs> and older than you both come yeah. on no, we're we're old we're inside though uh, we've I been <laughs> old since <laughs> we were like oh, whereas uh,
0: I'm very mature
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think like we went to the Halloween midnight because we were like we had, had to. Before. And there was yeah. only one night yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was like a huge deal for us. But aside from that, I'm like I just can't do it. But I did go to Assassination Nation last night, which was they're doing this new thing where they like sometimes play a movie before midnight. Like right. that started at 10.45. Okay. And they did that I think last year with like Cell and uh, or Brawl and Cell Block 99 or whatever yeah. that movie was called. I never saw it. so I, know.
0: <laughs> I heard with that one that there was something that happened within the Within the story, oh. that like at the stroke of midnight, it lined oh.
2: up. Well, it sort of, I wasn't paying attention, but I like looked on Twitter after and people said that it was similar for Assassination Nation. Oh, okay. Like, there is a point in the movie where it sort of takes a very violent turn. Right. So I think that well, that's cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. So I think that that's kind of a cool approach and it makes it easier for me to go to these yeah. movies because I was home before one o'clock, whereas yeah. like when we went to Halloween, I was like home at three, three yeah. o'clock oh.
1: and I couldn't fall asleep and yeah. stuff. Okay. So. <laughs> Um, I um, nice. I do want to plug, I saw Vita in Virginia last night. I, oh, my wife is at that. Oh, she was? Yeah. What did she think? She loved it. Oh my god, I loved it yeah. so much. I mean, it's very like Danita Cadnett because I love Virginia Woolf and the folklore and everything about her. Right. And her novels. And, um, but just, I'm
0: always worried, though, because every time there's a biopic about a writer, it's always going to be amazing or just garbage. There's yeah, not a whole lot of in between. True. Well,
1: this one was amazing. Good. And actually, the um, I was. Well, so at the beginning, uh, the cast and crew came out, and uh, the director, I think her name's uh, Chania Button. Mm. Um, it's
0: the middle of the festival. People, we're working off notes. Yeah, yeah. we generally yeah. remember our middle names <laughs> exactly. Somebody else's name. Exactly.
1: Um, yeah, the director of of, Beat of Virginia*, Chania Button, brought everyone out, and the composer was a female, which like blew my mind because you just never ever ever oh. see that. And I was so excited to hear the music. And actually, like just a fun trivia fact: it's um, Isabel. Uh, Wall Bridge's Wall? Is that what I told you last night? Phoebe Waller yeah. Bridge? Yes, okay. So, <laughs> no, no, but her, it's her sister. So, again,
0: it, just say it's day seven. It's day seven. <laughs> it's
1: day seven. Yeah. Isabel Waller Bridge did the score. But Phoebe Waller Bridge. No, no, but that's. Oh, no, Isabel- Waller Bridge. Yeah. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. It's, her, it's, it's, it's Phoebe's sister. Phoebe's sister. Well, Phoebe sister. sister. I say <laughs> Phoebe's sister. Phoebe's sister. I wasn't sure if it was Bridge Waller or Waller Bridge. The best episode ever. <laughs> Oops. No, uh, baby, sister. <laughs> baby sister Isabel. So I didn't know that she had a sister who was a composer. Anyways, very excited. The music is great. It's so good. It's not what you expect for like a period drama. Right. Um, it's just... Yeah, oh, it's just okay. breathtaking.
0: yeah
1: oh,
0: Gemma Arden is in that movie. The, the, other, the, the other
1: co-lead is... Do you remember? I don't know. Getting,
0: uh, check your notes. I don't um, know. I've heard good things. I really um, do. And it was on my short list. So
1: no, I just... I, I hope it'll come out. I, 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 I assume it will. It'll
0: that, that's kind of the thing that doing TIFF for a while now it's kind of turned this corner where most of what plays the festival shows up somewhere eventually either plays on Canopy or plays on Fandor or Netflix or something whereas before if you didn't see it here that was it right some of it went to DVD but a lot of it just disappeared
1: yeah no but what I what I um, what I really loved about the movie is that and the director spoke on this was that with Virginia Woolf she's always portrayed as like very fragile and completely nuts and there's they definitely touch on her mental illness in this movie like you can't talk about virginia Woolf without talking about her her illnesses but they portray her as just this like strong woman who's really overcoming her demons um and that's what the director really wanted to do which i just it was just such a different take on virginia Woolf. yeah
0: I'm definitely going to have to track that down.
1: Um, Now, while
0: I've got you both here, I did want to ask you um, two questions, but one specific to your show and to kind of what Tip is doing in terms of Share Their Journey. So, um, not to put you both on the spot, um, no, no, but so... My approach, you know, we're meeting for the first time today, so there's people who know this already, I don't think you either, either one of you do, um, but my approach to TIP over the last several years has been to only go for the female directors, um, as a, mostly kind of as a means to an end because I had to cut my schedule down.
1: And so, they're better movies.
0: So oftentimes yes, often it's but I mean a storyteller is a storyteller. You're still gonna yeah. get clunkers. A lot of times they are, a lot of times they are stories I haven't seen or didn't come across. I mean, if I am being honest, my favorite movie so far this year is when I saw a Tip last year and was directed by a woman. Um but that is not my question. My question is that is what I am doing, but I'm trying not to pat myself on the back because of that because it's it's not something that I want to wave as a flag of saying, hey, look at me, I'm a good little feminist. But my question is what can male filmmakers, male filmmakers, what can male moviegoers do to be allies and, and to support and amplify, but not Bogart the conversation? I mean... And be absolutely blunt.
2: You're saying film goers, not just film critics, right? Oh. Film critics should leave space for women to review films that are made by women. Okay. I, in the same way that white. Critics should leave space for people of color to write about movies made by people of color. Sure. So, but I think, like, you should see these movies and support these movies if you're just a moviegoer because they need your support. The more support that they get, the more support that filmmaker's going to continue to get. And I think being part of the conversation is a good thing um, because if you like the movie and you start lifting it up, then that, that is only good. Um, but I also think it's really, in general, with men in any aspect of life is listening to women and like reading their reviews and taking in their opinions of this movie because like sometimes a woman is going to make a feminist movie and it's going to be great for women and sometimes it's not and that doesn't mean that either movie is really bad or whatever um but i think like it's again it's the same thing with like white critics should listen when uh you know a black critic says that this film is problematic for black people you know it's like so i think uh yeah it's just really about listening um and that means like also just watching and, and maybe not commenting
1: negatively. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like don't like don't shit on Ocean's Eight. Don't shit on the new boat, Ghostbusters. Um, if you don't like it, that's fine. But you don't have to like freak out about it. You don't have to get nasty. You don't have to get that's, nasty. That's the
0: thing I never understood with like, especially the movies that you mentioned because those yeah. are like some of the bigger examples.
1: Yeah.
0: Is if you don't like a movie, you don't like a movie. Like, I'm not going to yeah. say just because a movie is made by a person of color or just because a movie is made by a queer person, you know, all criticism is off. Right? Yeah. No. 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 You Absolutely. Should- if you're saying there's there's important things in this, but it's dodgy. Kind of like I said with with the wind. I'm like, I'm not going to go down and say the wind is an amazing movie. Yeah. It's good. I liked it. I'm sit here and pick apart little threads, but at the same time, like you were saying,
2: don't
0: don't wail on it unnecessarily just because it's something
2: other. like analyze why you're wailing so hard on it like are you wailing so hard on it because you don't you just don't like it you don't think it's me- you think it's mediocre or because we're having this big conversation about it and it's a big moment and like you you know like i like is it is it just because it's a woman's story and you feel othered by the story like you know you're like oh i can't put myself in this movie so i don't like it because listen i've had that experience my whole life with movies about men I can't relate to it yeah. and I feel othered so I don't like it and like I'm not saying that if you don't like you have to see yourself in everything or anything but I think just, like, think a little bit about why you're not like me. Um, and, and and don't freak out. And uh, <laughs> Also, just, like, li- I think the biggest thing is just to lift up other, like, people's voices. So, like, retweet a review by a woman. Yeah, 100%. Read reviews by women. Listen to women's podcasts. Follow women on Absolutely. Twitter. Yeah. Listen to podcasts. Not just ours, but lots of other great podcasts.
0: But do listen to theirs.
2: Yeah, you know, and listen to ours. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, just, like, just listen. And, and, and you don't have to be... Part of every conversation, and I think you're going to learn more about how women view movies and um, just women's perspectives overall by listening. That's that's what I think.
0: Danita, I was a typical male, and I cut you off. I'm very sorry. No, it's but okay. You,
2: did, I don't even you know what I was
0: beside, saying. Besides, <laughs> I was going to say. So then, to that end, um, Tip and, and, and both. And thank you, by the way. I will do my very best to to work with all of that. Um, tip. This year has been, um, their mantra has been share her journey. Mm-hmm. And they've really wanted to lift up female storytellers. Has there been in this festival a moment, a performance, a screening, something that for each of you exemplify share her journey? And you I want to start with you. Well,
1: that's a really good question.
0: It was It's kind of hard because I, I, I want to ask it in a way that's not... It's it's very vague, and you know I, I wanted to ask it in a kind of way, but it's, it's it's kind of broad. But has there been a moment or a screening or something, even just somebody in a Q and A, where this movement that TIFF seems to be on is kind of bearing fruit?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think I think for me at least, I just live in such a bubble where I just um, seek out female made films and like female stories. So, when I think about it, this year doesn't feel much different for me because this is how my festival always is. Um, But I will say, you know, like, seeing a movie like Can You Ever Forgive Me a few days ago, which was written by Nicole Holofcener, directed by Marielle Heller, starring Melissa McCarthy. Um, and it's about like a difficult woman and it won't be a movie for everyone and it doesn't pander. Um, and so seeing a movie like that was just really amazing. It's like my favorite, one of my favorite filmmakers, one of my favorite writers, one of my favorite actresses. And the thing with Melissa McCarthy is that she hasn't been given much to do. No. and so this is like outside, outside, of, a um, outside, comedy. Of, outside yes. of comedy um, but this is a dramatic role for her and she's so good she's incredible um, so that was really great and I also think um, Emily and I have been noticing a lot of just kind of like the film critics that have been in town. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, we've met so many great, um, like Twitter friends who are women and women of color, and uh, and you just you don't see that ever. We should
0: tell people. Tip actually put a push on that yeah. this year. They said they wanted uh, they wanted representation in the press corps. I mean, one could argue they still have a long way to go, but to even just make the effort of saying if you are. You, you know if you are a voice of representation please like you know apply we'll put you towards the part of the line
2: but uh, he even talked to mm-hmm. our uh our friend Jordan who was like asked to come like yeah. they yeah. did reach they, they reach out, out, out. out to people and
1: they're and like, paying for people's hotels and accommodations and oh, stuff yeah
2: i didn't
0: know that yeah,
1: yeah yeah so it's like really really awesome
0: okay um yeah i like you with that be do you have another kind of moments or screening or something?
2: i was just gonna sort of mention that you know that I really appreciate them bringing you know female film critics uh, to the forefront because that's something I've been passionate about for like my whole life. Like I used to have a yeah. site I was telling you that was all female film critics and that was something because that came out of me noticing that all of the big names Ebert, you know Travers, A.O. Scott, they were men. Uh, Owen Gleiberman uh, and I was like you know why aren't we providing platforms for women? Um, so. Listen, this is old news to me that like we're not lifting up female film critics or giving them, you know, positions that they should have or the platform they should have. But I'm glad that someone's taking a step because that's the start of everything. And um, it just I'm so happy to see women's opinions on these movies at the like festival. Yeah, and I hope they keep doing it. Like
1: that's I think everyone's fear this year. Is that it's gonna be this year and then next year they're just gonna go back to the same old.
0: I you know, well that where I wonder with that is with the new director, uh who- who's going to succeed uh, Pierce Handling? I wonder right. if that's going to be the cause that she champions. Her name is escaping me because it's day seven. Um, but I, I, I feel like all of this, both in terms of the storytelling and the community around the festival itself, I, I really, I hope, I want to be, I, I'm an optimist. I want to believe that we've reached this turning point with Tip at least, if not the world at large, where we, god damn, still so, have so far to go. Um, but at least in this one small little microcosm, there's change of I hope.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely like to see Tiff reach a little bit more parody in terms of, like, the amount of films by women that are playing in the festival. Like, that's a bit of a problem. They were, like, tooting that we have 35%, and I was yeah. like, well, yeah, that's, that's not, not that I can, good. I, I
0: can add, yeah. All
2: right, it's yeah. not that yeah. good. So, so, but I would like to see them, like, work on that as well as working on this and really keeping up bringing women t- and, and people, just anyone that, like, is not the biggest name, you know,
1: getting them to the festival. To cover stuff. Yeah. more
0: voices more, more voices than even- we are better for it.
1: yeah. Yes. No, and, and even year round, you know, programming at the Lightbox could definitely be more equal. Sure, there aren't that many retrospectives yeah. about women. I mean, yeah. they just have the Agnes Varda, and they've done Catherine Bigelow, but there's Elaine May. Elaine May, but there, which really Elaine May really felt like a turning point because no, not a lot of people know about her. No, no. Um, and we went to a lot of the films, and they were all just like Chef's Kiss, like so good. <laughs> um, but they've yep. also like, for example, they've like. I will say they've like reached
2: out to us. We're just a podcast and yeah. they've like brought us <laughs> to things. And like, so I
1: think they are doing They're yeah. trying. Yeah. I don't want to shit on tip. We love No, tip. it's,
0: and it's, it's an effort, right? Yeah. Like, that's all. It's, it's usually, it's just like you're saying in terms of like listen and amplify. It's make it in just in general. Make an
2: effort. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what you can do, and that's the first step. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I, you know, uh, you can't change everything overnight, yeah. but you can start working towards that. And I think that I, I'm, I'm happy they're doing it. And I was, I was so thrilled. Like on Monday night, we like met a bunch of critics that we've known online for so long. And we finally got to meet them in person, and it was just, it was just very cool. Yeah. It's very cool. Who well, no,
0: went to that? Okay, that was you guys. Yeah, cool. <laughs> in case you're keeping score at home, and I'm sure you are, I cut off to need it twice on this podcast. No, it's so,
1: okay. I don't think you did. Maybe no, I trust you. I'm, I'm aware of it now. Like, I feel like I've
0: cut you off three times. Yeah, uh, I'm the, I am not, I am so gutted, <laughs> oh, okay. In this show, it can happen without me, and it has. Um, but um, that's about it for Wicked Little Town number two, um, ladies. Thank you so much for doing this. A uh, plug where people can find anything that you want to plug.
1: Um. Well, you can find us at We Really Like Her all over Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at Danita Steinberg everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm also at Emily Gagne, my full name. Uh, and also,
2: I'm just going to plug this because I can. Do it. I have. Uh, I made my first movie. Ooh. I co- I co-directed a, a short horror film, and we have an Indiegogo that's up right now. So if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see. BFF short film is the it's called Best Friends Forever yeah. and uh, it's an all female. Uh, follow that's
0: today.
2: Well, amazing, you <laughs> like, are on it, my yes. friend. Yeah, um, it's uh, all female cast, no men are mentioned or seen. Um, a Mainly female crew, um, so I'm very excited about it. And uh, like we said, uh, you know, like amplifying women's voices. So like, if you wanted to just share the campaign, you don't have to. Uh, uh, give money if you don't have it, but like sharing it would be so awesome. So,
0: yeah, there will be own. links for everything in the show notes. And again, thank you so much, both, for coming by. Uh, tip is going on until the 16th. If you're in Toronto, check it out tip.net. There's a lot of screenings in the last weekend. Um, one of you, both of you were saying that the last weekend is kind of where you go to town. Uh, and it's kind of cool because a lot of the press corps and the international people have left. So, you're dealing with the locals. Uh, you can make some new friends. Um, my coverage is at uh, the matinee.ca slash tip. I've uh, got a lot of content still will come because i'm behind so there's going to be a lot more posts coming hard and fast over the next few days uh, all of it films that are directed by women um, you can find the podcast at, at anywhere podcasts are found itunes podcast stitcher radio it's all there and um, there will be at least two more of these before the festival is out so please do come back but for now for Tanita steinberg and emily gagne i'm ryan mcneil we'll see you at the A and at tim